Well, hello there. You're listening to the I'll Make You Pancakes podcast, where hospitality comes with hotcakes with your host, Kenesha Fisher. So I just want to welcome everybody today. Breakfast Brigade, glad to have you in the room today. We're going to be doing a little bit of discussing, a little bit of chopping it up, a little bit of cooking in the kitchen mentally with a phenomenal woman today. Uh, I was able to meet this lovely lady over, it's got to be 10 years now, like a whole decade. Yeah. And it was crazy how our paths just crossed. And now, 10 years later, I talk to you on a regular basis. Got to figure out what you're doing. You always got to hear what's going on in my life. So, of course, I had to have the one and only Shannon Floyd in the building today. How are you doing? I'm well. Thank you, Kanisha. <laughs> I am so glad that you decided to uh, agree to this because we all know I'm all about foolery most of the time. And if I could talk somebody into something, I'm down <laughs> with that. So, um... You know, I am a pancake. I'm a fluffy hot mess. It's a little golden brown on the top and served with the burnt side down because, you know, if the mistakes, <laughs> you don't see the mistakes, they don't exist. But I love the topics that you sent me. I love the ideas that you brought to the table. We're going to hop into those in just a second. Um, how you doing? How, you know, just if you had to use a sentence to describe, like, how are you doing? What does that say? All is well. Oh, hey. And you know what? It will be if it's not. And it is if it if it hasn't been. So right. that's kind of how you have to be. I like All it. All is well. All is well. All is well. Hey, let's stick with that. All right. So your topics that you brought to the table, amazing. The year of 50 and letting go of what you imagined. We'll get into those in a little while. But first and foremost, you got to come over today, do a little dine and discuss. Yes. Uh, so Shannon hit me up and she's like, sure, I'll come on your little podcast. That's cool. So I was like, fantastic. Do you have any allergies, anything? She says, oh, you don't have to cook. I'm currently fasting. I was like, uh, from like food, totally? She's like, no, I'm doing a vegan fast, which is amazing. Hats off for sticking with it. You know, knowing when you got to give your body and your mind some time to get some clarity together. Absolutely. So, of course, Kenesha Fisher takes that as a challenge mm-hmm. because vegan pancakes I can do that <laughs> we all know so one of the things that I'm working on in 2019 if you haven't heard from me personally is I've decided to stop saying the phrase it can't be that hard because that sentence gets me in a lot of trouble it can't be that hard is probably the reason why I've done a lot of things that I've had no business doing so whenever I hear myself leading up to it can't be that hard it's usually a reason I need to take pause and consider if it's something I should be doing in the first place, like building a dining room table, which is one of Shannon Floyd and myself, one of our favorite topics, um, because she constantly looks at me crazy because I built our dining room table. Uh, yeah, I'm not the only one. <laughs> Numerous only people. One. Okay. So I made, I found a couple of recipes, looked through some stuff, had to make sure that it was going to be amazing, because if you have a pancake podcast, you got to come with the heat when it comes to the pancakes. So Shannon Floyd, the way that this works the way that we uh, judge pancakes on this show is okay. by pats of butter. Okay. So one pat of butter means you want to throw it out the window and hope it didn't hit anybody and cause massive coronary right. and or cranial damage. Right. Uh, five pats of butter means it's pretty much the best meal you've ever had in your life. So today, how would you like to rate your vegan pancakes on the Pancake Podcast? A stick of butter. Do you hear me? <laughs> A whole stick. A it's whole like, stick. It's like, it's like eight pats. I was very impressed. Yes. I was shocked hey I was shocked uh I absolutely expected them to taste like cardboard yeah 
Oh. You got her living this vegan life just trying to make it. I smelled butter. Yeah. In the pancakes. You imagined it. I imagined it. No, <laughs> I didn't. I really did. I'm like, did she did she put some butter in this? Try pancakes? to sneak it past you. Oh my God. That'd be messed up. Unbelievable. Then you then you go home, you be like, nah, she put butter in these. Cause you know in like I thought, two, hey. like, yeah. Unbelievable. Well, we I'm really them. glad you loved them. A really stick of butter. Them. Yes, I got a whole stick. That's eight pounds, y'all. Killed yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, we're gonna jump into this first topic and really talk it through. Shannon is in in the year. She's about to uh, embark on a new a new challenge in life. She's about to be 50 years old in December. Lord, let me see 50. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Trying to get there. She's uh she told me she wanted to talk about her year of 50. And I love the concept. I actually saw her write it on Facebook and Shannon is not your hop on Facebook every day person. Right. So when I saw it, I was like, "Wait a minute. I need to know what this is about." So she's come up with this concept of how to celebrate the whole year of 50. Right. I'm already for celebrating for a whole year. <laughs> that sounds amazing right. to me. Uh, I didn't grow up celebrating my birthday, so I'm really not into birthdays. Okay. But I do love to celebrate people. I love to where you're not just expecting something because it's this particular right. date. Like, how do you make sure that people feel loved and appreciated every day, especially on big, huge occasions like this. So break it down. What is the concept of your year of 50? Okay. Before I go into the concept of how we got to, how I got to the year of 50, Mm -hmm. um, I didn't celebrate my birthday for years. Mm -hmm. I mean, it had to have been like late 20s. Going into my 30s, I just stopped celebrating my birthday uh, because I was feeling some kind of way about turning 30. And a really good friend of mine, Toalisa Mitchell, said to me, that's the one day that you can claim you should always celebrate your birthday, even Mm. if it's just going to dinner, taking yourself to dinner, going to a movie. You should always celebrate, acknowledge your birthday. So from that point forward, I would have to say again, about mid-30s, I started to celebrate my birthday at all costs. So um, really, in essence, I guess it kind of started there. Mm Now, this concept of 50, I was talking to another friend a couple of years ago who had turned 50, mm-hmm. and she told me that uh, she had celebrated once a month leading up to her birthday, uh, and that, you know, she would go to dinner with friends. Smart. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. And so, it, immediately, it, it grabbed my attention. So, I, I figured, you know, I'm two years out. Let me start planning this thing. And so, I um, had the concept in my head at that point, and... Uh, Last year, I just started planning out the year 50. I knew I would celebrate once a month from January into December Mm -hmm. of 2019 um, and wanted to do it big. Now, it doesn't mean that, you know, I go to dinner with friends necessarily. Sometimes it means that. But just doing different things that I've always wanted to do and just hadn't taken the time to do them. Yeah. Some things are big. Some things are not. Some things are physical challenges, um, like doing the mini marathon. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and it is. I know, right? I ran, I'm fluffy I ran a too. marathon. I ran a whole marathon. It was <laughs> they said it was a 10K, but mm-hmm. like to me, like if you run, if I run from here to the corner, that's a marathon. No. I'm not built to run. But I, I appreciate the people who run the longer ones. Right. That's amazing. Right. There's no running for me. There's okay. no running for Shannon. <laughs> at all. We're not running at all. Uh Shannon doesn't even walk fast. Hey. You uh, just get it done. Shannon just walks. Uh 
I am the tortoise. Someone else is the hare. I will meet you at the finish line. I'll see you a couple of hours after uh, you arrive. Yeah. And so I, I've been doing the triple crown for the past four years, I want to say. Nice. Walking slowly. Hey. Not even get, at a brisk pace. But you get pace. it done. But you get it I done. I get it done. And so I just wanted to add to that the many. I always wanted to do the many as well. Uh, just never felt brave enough. I mean, it was just three extra miles after you get through that 10 mile. You just say three extra miles like it was no big deal. Let me tell you something. I, I'm saying it because I haven't done it yet. I get immediately <laughs> incensed when people drive past me with that little 13.1 sticker. Because <laughs> I'm like, first of all, first of all, you didn't do it for the right reasons. Your heart wasn't in the right place. Your heart wasn't in the right place. You didn't mean it. I, to do, to physically move my body right. for 13 point, And then people are like, oh, I'm just going to run the full. Are you? Are you? Do you Do you have hobbies? Do you, do you have interests? <laughs> right. Do you have personal? Like, I agree. That's a lot. It is. But you know, I did. Now I will say it's funny to say this out loud because back in my, um, let's say less different shape days, that's what we'll call them. Uh, Cause everybody's in shape. I'm just, you know, the shape of like an unopened potato chip bag, which is fine. <laughs> I'm comfortable with it. But back in my other shape days, uh-huh. running was the only exercise I could stand. Okay. Everything else just made me mad. So I would run on average about three miles, two or three days a week, okay. get up, leave my house, wow. run. I had a playlist that the beat matched my cadence. Okay. So I could run to the beat and it just kind of took the pressure off having to think it through. Okay. So that always helped. I had, I had a really fast stride. Okay. So I felt like I was getting something accomplished. And then, you know, later on, once I ended up having pelvic surgery because of the boys running was like, my body said, you wait, um, this is bad. This is a really right. terrible idea. Don't right. do that. But I really enjoyed the feeling you get running. Now I'm not for treadmills because right. I can't make my brain process. We should be moving, but we're not going anywhere. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I used to kick up some trails. Okay. It was nice. So, okay. I mean, I'm gonna have to live vicariously. You gotta take a picture, do a little selfie while you're out there. So I can be like, look at Shannon. No, I mean, you're not running, but in no. my heart. Okay. I, I don't even either. have that experience that you have. I don't have <laughs> the historical context of running here. I don't even know how to run. Do you well, hear the words coming I mean, out of my mouth? You just got to walk faster and faster. No. Okay. I'm fair. going to walk okay. at a moderate pace. Moderate. I'll meet you at the finish line. Sounds like a really grown up. Thing. Yeah. With, you know, the, the little police officers following closely behind. But I will get there. <laughs> at the very end. Of at the, the very end. <laughs> I, I will Not be Not to where there. you got the cop escort. Yeah. That's okay. You still gonna get that medal though. I'm gonna get that medal. It's like C's and D's get degrees. Right. Hey. Right. Fast pedals and slow pedals still get medals. Come on. Yeah. C's and D's get degrees. <laughs> don't they? Though? Don't they? They don't print it on your diploma. I'm just saying. They don't print it on your diploma. Wow. Only you. That's amazing. Only you. That's that's good. Well, I was looking at this list of some of these things you're gonna do. I'm not gonna put them all out there because you know okay. some of you may want to keep to yourself, but I love it. I love it all. You wanna do things. I love August. Visit okay. a honey farm. Yeah. Because why not? Exactly. Why not? Why not do that? But to think these things through, to be so specific, to line it out. Like, guys, she gave me this beautiful thing that it's almost an accountability sheet for yourself. Absolutely. But it also, like, you you have something to look forward to. Absolutely. That's dope. Like, that's really dope. And one of the reasons why I really wanted to talk to you about this is because I have noticed I'm, I'm I'll be 38 next month. Okay. Uh, and with my background uh, of, you know, my religion, we didn't celebrate birthdays. Okay. So mind you, I'm 29 years old, 28. Okay. When I made a decision that I was going to go in a different direction. And I realized like everyone I know 
is so wrapped up about birthdays. Okay. And it's mostly, it's either extremely negative. Okay. Oh, I don't celebrate my birthday. It's not my thing. Don't even worry about it. I just don't want to get old. Or they, they have issues with getting older. Mm-hmm. Or it's the, it's my birthday month. <laughs> right. Listen, disclaimer, uh, the views of the Pancake Podcast do not have to reflect your views to actually be correct because that's ridiculous. Okay. It's not your birthday month. If your mother was in labor for a month, she would not have rejoiced when you were born. I hear you. So for me, okay, this is different. Because Why is it different? Your birthday month is saying, "It's my birthday month. You can you can hang out with me. Make sure that you it." The focus is there. To say this is my year of fifty means, first of all, you understand the uh, the accomplishment. Right. Like there's a lot of people who don't live to see fifty. Right. And if they did live to see fifty, maybe they're not happy with it. Right. Um, but to celebrate for the whole month kind of seems lackluster in comparison. This is a plan to not only celebrate you, but to challenge you, right? To push you forward, to say, these are things that I wanted to do. I'm going to hold myself accountable because not everybody gets this time. And I want to be appreciative of the time that I have. So one thing that I've struggled with is I, I absolutely hate to see my friends that are like, Oh, I can't deal with my birthday. Like it's the day that you were born. Right. And I spent so long not celebrating mine. I really don't celebrate my birthday, but it's not a negative connotation. I'm right. not sitting around going, oh my gosh, woe is me, it's my birthday. And then you have the difference between my single friends mm-hmm. and my married friends or my in-relationship friends because there's this expectation mm-hmm. that is so heavy. And it, it's the same with, you know, sometimes it's with Valentine's Day, sometimes right. it's with anniversaries or with Christmas right. to where... I think sometimes we get a little misaligned with what the celebration portion is when we just have an expectation. So I I hate that sometimes the expectation has caused people to really squeeze out the joy of you got to be this old. (laughs) (laughs) That's a joyful thing. Okay, this old. I'm just kidding. Okay, yeah, fifty years young. <laughs> that is, you have some seasoning, girl. You got some knowledge. That's why I call you all the time. Uh huh. You got, you got some, you got some backstory. You got a little. Mm-hmm. Hey, you can hold it down. I'm Lowry's. Hey, I make everything I touch more flavorful. That's fact. And that's, I know you're reserved in ways that you didn't used to be. Right. You're forward in ways you didn't used to be. You've made a decision. And that's that that brings me to the next point that you talked about where um, you've changed your demeanor walking into 50 right. from this is what I want to this is what I'm going to have. So it brings me to the point of one thing that we talked about a little over the phone was you have changed from what you will take out of the world, what you'll deal with. And I think in this year of 50, you've made a decision to demand what it is that you want what you need and how that's going to be received by you. So tell me a little bit about that. Well, I don't see 50 as being, or coming into um, the year of 50 as it being um, anything but a new beginning for me. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost like a rebirth for me. No, not a rebirth, a birth. Um, and, and when I say that, this is what I mean because I've learned so much and gained so much insight about myself, what I want, what I think I couldn't handle, uh, what I thought I couldn't handle, uh, what I've endured. Um, so it's, 
it's a part of that seasoning that you referred to and that I referred to, um, being very clear about what I want professionally, personally, financially, mm-hmm. and just realizing that it, it's never been my experience that those things would just be given to you. Right. That you have to take them or you have to demand them. Um, so just having the moxie to do that at this age and stage of my life. Mm. Um, so being very clear about that, being very clear about who I am as a person, yeah. um, my strengths, my weaknesses. Um, and so with those, with those um, realizations, I guess, comes a, a new confidence, nice. um, a boldness, and a brashness to a sense or to a degree. Uh, because I'm clear about some things. Hey, <laughs> very hey. clear. You know what you you know what you know. Yeah, and that's what counts. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Like I, I'm genuinely looking forward to seeing you. And I love that on this paper that it says, "Join me in life." Yeah. Like you're you're just you understand that you're leading up to your fiftieth 50th birthday, but you're living life every day. Absolutely. Um, it, it, it's again, it's that realization. Um, Every day that you're given is a gift. Yeah. And, and it's really a celebration of life. Um, just turning 50 or this being my 50th year just gave me an opportunity to do more of it or gave me calls to do more of it and to cl- include others in that um, or to ask others to join in with me in this celebration of life. My life is nowhere near perfect. Mm-hmm. It's so far from perfection, it's scary. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got a couple years behind us between uh, us and the garden, uh, yeah. if you are a yeah. believer. Yeah. So, no, yeah. yeah, no, it's not surprising. So, uh, but it, it, it really is a declaration to myself to make the best out of life that you can, um, to turn those disappointments uh, into to triumphs or marks of courage or just your ability, my ability to endure, or to overcome. Um, and so, this is my, I guess it's my, um, refusal to give into disappointment despair nice. um it's just I, I refuse to because there's there's so much life yeah there's so much life I mean like today was gorgeous the sun was out temperature was just right I, I, I you can't I not enjoy that right you can't it, not it just enjoy make me that. smile the whole day I yeah. just wanted to be outside in the day in the sun just enjoy just waking up this morning again Life is nowhere, my life is nowhere near perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but just waking up, went to church yesterday. So I woke up, just kind of eased into my day. Sat around in my, my jammies, maybe until about 11 o'clock or so. Nice. That was <laughs> <It's> amazing. <laughs> that was beautiful for me. Yeah. It was peaceful. Uh, just a moment of peace. And just, you know, you have to take, for me, I have to take the time to, to just thank God for those moments yeah. and to recognize them acknowledge them and just to drink them in because uh, one day I won't be here that's right I mean but I plan on living each day on purpose uh with gratitude and you know just approaching each day with kind of like the the awe of a child you know nice. like little kids when they come into the world like two-year-olds three-year-olds you know they can be walking uh, and maybe it's after a rain and they are like jumping each puddle. Every and, single one. And, and it's <laughs> in their good shoes. You're correct. And be but, pumped about it. But, you know, I had uh, like an epiphany moment when I was watching a, a kid just, you know, jump through the puddles or whatever. And, you know, mom was frustrated with the kid jumping in the water uh, as we were walking into the church. 
And uh, it hit me or it dawned on me that this kid just got here maybe three years ago. So that's exciting it's to all them. All brand new. So yeah, it is new. It is new. And so my goal is t- is to approach each day with that childlike sense of awe and wonder and excitement. And if you do, you will find something. I don't care how dark it is. I don't yeah. care what's going on in your life. You will discover that, even nice. if it's just one thing. Hey, I I love yeah. it. And I tell yeah. people just to go along with what you said. Because I've worked in childcare most of my life, and I said if we would realize th- what kids actually see and right. do, we would be so much more patient. Right. Because you know the first thing people say is, "Oh, they won't sleep through the night." Well, if your stomach was much smaller and your <laughs> bladder was much smaller, you might not sleep through the night either. Right. If you if we start having an expectation of kids to be kids, right, we would be a lot easier right. on them. Uh, I was, you know, it snowed and I tell people all the time, usually in your baby's first year, you're not going to take them out in the snow. Right. Because what's the point? You're going to lay them out there. But <laughs> when a kid is right around that 15 to 18 months old right. to two years, that's the first time they've ever seen snow. The first time they've ever felt the temperature change like that. And the first time they've ever seen you be excited over right. them seeing it for the first time. Right. These little things to them, if we could see it through their eyes, we'd be completely different right. people. So I love that. And I love that with you seeing this through the eyes of living life you've right. decided to journal about it absolutely you've decided to make sure that you're writing down these memories so you're going to have at the end of this year this kind of beautiful testimony of right. you making a decision at least 12 times in the last year right. to take that day by the horns and live it to the fullest that's amazing well that's not just for me yeah that's for people like me mm. that's for people who are maybe struggling in life going through a difficult time um fighting and battling despair or disappointment um that's not just for me that's for them too that's um, awesome so it's it's just it's an invitation to join me in life it's an invitation um to live life like a kid yeah. not childlike not but no, with the open eyes not childish yeah. but childlike. childlike yeah so this december says hawaii 50 yep hey yeah I mean, I think you're too young to remember that sitcom. No, I 100% no. No, you do not. Okay, I'm just going to pretend like I don't then so you feel better about being 50. <laughs> the point is, <laughs> yeah, I mean, because you have to remember, like, I sat at home with my grandparents while my parents worked. So me and Bob Barker was best wow. friends. Wow. So I know a little Miami Vice, a little Hawaii 5 I know about Hawaii this life. So, but that means that we're trying to get over to the, uh, the tiny island. Is that what we're going to do? Uh, no, we're not trying. Hey, come on. You better write the vision, make it plain. That's all I got, but I'm going. <laughs> and hear I'm me. here for it. I am here for it. Hear me. Hey, you do whatever you got to do. I've been to triple A twice. Yeah. You got to get this plan. It's planned. First of all, I just want you to say, just want to tell you by saying that you went to triple A to plan your vacation. Yeah. You just told everybody you, you 50 for real. Like you 50 for real. It's not a game. <laughs> it's not a game. I love you. I love you to death. Uh, and your your journaling sounds just like you. I love that you talk about the day. You talk about who went with you. Um, so is this like, let's say that you have, you know, your group of friends or the people who know you. Let's say that other people start hearing about this and like, Shannon's out here living. Come on. Hey, come on. It's on Facebook. You can uh, you can um, just check, check out the listing of activities, uh, monthly activities with the specific dates. Nice. I'll post the time, specific time as the date draws near. But just um, look me up, Shannon Renee on Facebook. This is amazing. I love it. Uh, the last 
uh, paragraph of this entry says, I've learned to glean pleasure from even cold, cloudy, and rainy days. And I ain't just talking about the weather. Right. And then in true Shannon fashion, in all caps, you say, <laughs> do you hear what I'm saying? Because I can hear you say that. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate you being that transparent yeah. to know that other people are out here struggling. Yeah. Struggling to just live. Yeah. And you have said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to mess around and just live. Yeah. So thank you for bringing that to the podcast. I really appreciate that. Thank you that for was a having fun topic. me. Sure thing. So we're going to have a break real fast. And what that's going to do is this is going to give you a little bit of Fisher flashback, let you know what's going on in the Fisher life. You can kind of color commentate on that and see how you feel. So right now, um, for the listeners who don't know, uh, my husband, Jason, and I, we have five boys, which is absolutely what you think it is like on a daily basis, which is ridiculous. Uh, they are ranging in age from 12 and a half to just turned 17. So they're close and it's messy. And I came, I had a, a revelation probably about two weeks ago. I was telling my husband, I was in childcare for probably 20 years, easily childcare for 20 years. I've been in, I've been watching someone's child since 14. Even now I have, you know, a little boy that I go and I watch him a couple of days a week just to help his parents because they're working from home. Because I genuinely enjoy it. I love kids. I know. Y'all always see you with a stray kid on Facebook all stray the time. Stray kid. Stray, she picks up stray kids Listen, from Listen, my hashtag is hashtag none of my friends can read. So <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. But what the reason why it's so amazing to me is I really thought I was prepared for parenthood. Because I've been around people's kids for years. And for years, I was like, I got this. And then I realized nobody hires you to babysit their 13 to 18 year olds. Uh, so I don't know what I'm doing. Zero. I am out of the territory of comfort. This is ridiculous. I don't know what I'm doing. Somebody come save me. Because we're, this is a new life. So the crazy thing is, Kenneth, our second oldest, he is um, 15 and a half. He is a musician through and through. He plays the upright bass. He has all these opportunities to do this stuff. So we've been talking about going on a college tour. So I was homeschooled. That means I went to community college. I didn't have to tour nothing. I just didn't need to. So for me... This whole college tour idea, which is another reason why it was great to talk to you, because you did this for years right. professionally. Right. Understanding the undertaking it takes to make a decision that's this big. But at the same time, not trying to put all of those eggs in that basket right. and being like, if you don't do this the right way. Because I think there's a lot of there's a lot of rights. You can pick one or two different schools and kind of narrow it down, right. pick the best for you. There's not a you either do this or you, right. you don't have a successful life. But the thought of being trapped in a car with Kenneth for four days over spring break going to these different colleges I'm a little freaked out so we're going to a couple of different music schools okay. I'm trying to prepare him for something that I was never prepared for never had to experience still don't know how I feel about it at the age of 15 not knowing um 18 year old Kenneth's maturity level how he's going to be able to see it and deal with it right this is eye-opening this part of parenting I quit like I really quit no okay that's fine you, you built a no. table you built a table. I will build all the tables. No, listen. You if somebody built a else will raise my, my you, kids. You went to a furniture store. Yeah. You saw a table that you wanted. I did. A dining room set. Fantastic. Is that, that fit right? all yeah. of us. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the, the key. The thing is, you can find dining room sets that aren't expensive, but to fit eight people. Right. Is well, I remember when it happened several yeah. years ago, and you said you looked at the table and you said, "I can make this." Well, no, hold you, on. Before you got to that point, here's what really happened. So okay. I'm, I'm looking at the table. I'm like, I really love this table. This is nice. Exactly what we want. It's the right measurements. And I walked over to the price tag okay. and died. Yeah. I was like, who? How? 
And that was the sentence that that started the crack in the in the in the time space continuum of my ridiculous mind. Because I looked at it and I said, this is just wood and math. Right. That sentence, it can't be that hard. It's the same thing. It's the same exact thing. So with that saying, it was a matter of coming home, mm-hmm. telling my husband, I'm either going, you know, most people either save up the money and get the table they want or they find a cheaper table. And I didn't like either of those options. So that's when I started to look up, you know, farmhouse table plans. What does that look like? Is it even feasible? And then I realized it's just wood and math. Okay. So how is it any different? Because he's alive and he talks (laughs) back and you can't store him in the garage and you can't cut him up with a miter saw. So it's different. No. Okay. No, no. That's fair. I just had to take the plan. Same approach. Oh, Same approach. It's just I can do this. It's just boy. I can and do this. Nerves. Is that what it is? <laughs> He's just a kid. He's a teenager. Ooh. He's just a teenager who's wishy-washy, um, moody at times, hormonal. He's just a kid. Yeah, you can do this. Really, Kanisha. You're trying to get him to make life decisions. Stop. Like all I had to do with the wood, he does a couple of screws, to- little polyurethane. Okay. This kid is making large life decisions. Mm-hmm. He's being influenced by his peers. Right. He's being influenced by what he thinks he wants to do. That changes every 20 minutes. Right. It's weird. And in stark contrast, here you have our oldest son who is going through a completely different lifestyle. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, he's not sure what he wants to do. College isn't happening. So in contrast, Kenneth has started to get these letters from, you know, Kentucky State Colleges. So mm-hmm. Moorhead State, NYU, NKU. Um, people who are saying hey we know that you're about to come of age we know that since you're doing x y and z you're probably going to be looking at schools and so jamil got a letter from the marines the other day freaked me out wow freaked me out because my thought process is just as much as the world sees one of our kids doing something that they feel like hey bring your talent here someone else is keeping tabs on my other kids saying, well, if you ain't got no options. And I'm not saying that the military is the last option. For some people, it's a phenomenal option. But for me, it's always been, I'm not sure that that's something that I want my kids to do. Right. So it's hard to see that coming in. And one of my friends was like, well, don't shut it down because you don't know if that's maybe what he should consider. So just stuff like that. Okay. Well, this did not come up when I was changing somebody <laughs> else's three-year-old. It didn't. This is different. Same approach. It's no different. It's the same approach. I can do that. You okay? I can do that. If you say so. It's, I mean, I'm already doing, doing it. it. I'm doing it. Yeah, that's kind of where I end up. And I tell people all the time. When Kenneth was a baby, I used to tell him something. He was about six days old the first time I said it. Uh, cause he came out, he was a small scrawny thing. Just as, just as cute as he wanted to be. But by day six, when it's not new anymore, you're not in a hospital and you're kind of at home and every part of your body hurts. He's losing his mind. He's just screaming. He doesn't know he can't talk. He doesn't know sign language mm-hmm. worthless. So he's sitting there and he's just losing his stripes. I've wrapped him. I've changed him. I've fed him. I've done everything I could do. And so finally I looked him in his little baby face and I said, Hey, you, and he kind of stopped because my voice had changed. And I said, I've never been your mama and you've never been my baby and neither one of us know what we're doing. So you're going to have to get it together for a minute and help me out. And that sentence has not changed in 15 years. Okay. Like to this day, it's like, Hey, you've never been my 15 year old. I've never been your 15 year old. 
I've never been a mom trying to figure out what relationships with girls look like or understanding why some kids do drugs or trying to let you know that you have certain types of tendencies in your background or understanding that, you know, we need to look at things in difference. But we've never done this before. You've never done this before. We've got to figure it out. So, yeah, I am doing it. Right. But I work in a proactive space. This is a little bit more reactive than I want. So that's just what's going on. No, it's not. Okay. No, it's not. You're doing it. I appreciate the encouragement. Mm -hmm. So I will tell you a funny story. My mother-in-law for Christmas got the boys. She's really, really good about doing really cool Christmas gifts. Like she embroiders and does all kinds of crazy stuff. So she's come up with a couple of really cool gifts. Sometimes they're a big hit with the kids. Sometimes like, oh, granny made it. Because, you know, they're teenage boys. (laughs) But she kills it. She's she's ridiculously talented. So this year, uh, she also has a severe love and affection for the Home Shopping Network. Or QVC. Sorry, let me not get that wrong. (laughs) QVC is definitely her spot. So... There's these things, and they're called comfies. Have you heard of these before? I have not heard of them. Ridiculous. Wow. Okay, so I want you to take a hoodie in okay. your mind. Okay. And I want you to take a sheepskin blanket. Okay. And I want you to merge the two of these things I, together. I don't want to. You should, because it's genius. <laughs> it's genius. So we have five boys. Keep okay. us in mind. So my mother-in-law buys everybody a comfy. So this is a knee-length velvet outside sherpa sheep lined inside oversized hood okay hoodie blanket okay hilarious to watch all of them all lined up on the couch wow well jamil's our oldest he's 17 too cool for school wears nothing but athletic gear all the time shorts and a t-shirt shorts and a t-shirt okay sweatpants over shorts and a t-shirt hoodie over shorts and t-shirt but the hoodie's nike because it matches the pants and i don't care yeah so he gets a hoodie for Christmas. He gets a, a comfy for Christmas. So it sits in his closet for like two weeks. Everybody's got theirs on. And I'm not going to lie, my comfy envy had heightened <laughs> quite a bit. So okay. I looked him up online. They're like, 40 bucks. I'm wow. like, I don't have a QVC wow. membership. So I got to okay. pay $40. And I'm not about to pay $40. Yeah. So I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I got blankets and space heaters. I'm a grown up. I pay the bills. I can turn the heat up if I want to. Right. So this hoodie, this comfy is in his closet. And I'm getting slightly envious. So I come to him and I said, Jamil, I noticed that Granny bought you a comfy and you haven't had it on yet. There's something going on. It's been about three weeks since Christmas. He goes, well, every, all the boys keep saying that they're really hot and I get really hot easy. I said, oh, that's a problem. I can see where that's a problem. I tell you what, uh, if you want, because I don't want you to feel obligated. If you want, I mean, if you want to leave it in my office, I can, <laughs> I can test it out, see how warm it gets, uh-huh. report back to you. And then if it's a decision that you want to make to just let, you know, let it stay in the office until you need it, we can do that. I wore this bad boy out in public the other day. <laughs> Looked a whole entire fool. Do you hear me? It's the warmest thing I've ever done no. in my life. I actually broke a sweat outside. Wow. Just hot. I was like, wow. this is amazing. But this leads me to, th- leads me to think. Somebody in this house, like if we have raised you, fed you, clothed you, housed you, somebody needs to come up with something that costs $40 that we can sell on QVC because I need to retire. Yeah. So these kids have got to get it together. Yeah. So anywho, that's what's going on in the Fisher house right now. We got kids trying to go to college, kids trying to figure out their lives and kids wearing oversized fleece line sweatsuits. <laughs> so, you know, just another day. So we're going to jump right back into it with Shannon Floyd because she got a little bit more to say, I'm sure. Make it easy for her. So before we head back into your second topic, which is going to be great, um, I got five quick questions for you. Okay. okay. These are the would you rathers. Okay. Okay. So I got five questions. You, got to, you can't scared. sit here and ponder. I'm scared. You just got to be like, yep, I know I would rather do that. Okay. Some of them be easy. Some of them might not. Okay. So would you rather have to live without 
the internet or without heating and air conditioning oh yeah <sighs> the internet really really because you got to have that heat and AC. I, I got to have heat and air. Yeah. Man. That's a tough one for me. I mean, it's my generation. True. We didn't, we didn't always have, the, I love the internet. Woo. Uh, we didn't always have it. That's a hard I one I remember when it came out. I do too. Because I'm of that generation. No. Dead serious. I am, I am generation X. We are considered the hybrid generation. I promise you. No. We're, we are the only generation. And everybody starts to fight about this. 1975 to 1985. These children were the first ones who can both do a rotary phone but had a cell phone. These are the first kids who um, had a computer in their house but usually used it at school. We watched the dial-up happen. We watched the all of the different forms of internet okay. happen. We've, we were still playing Oregon Trail, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> no. <laughs> so our generation is this weird hybrid that says – we understand our previous generation, okay. but we 100% get where the kids are going. So, I mean, it's, it's documented. It's on, it's on the internet. So when you give up your internet because you want to stay warm, <laughs> you can't look it up that I'm right. <laughs> All right, next one. Okay. Uh, would you rather control fire or water? Water. Smart. I like that. You're why? a smart woman. You, you, you tell me why, because I know my reasons. Water is stronger than fire. Hands down. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. See, it can, you know. it can carve, uh, it carves into rock. Fire is scary. Water is powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Would you rather have unlimited first class flights for the rest of your life or free gourmet food made for you every single day for the rest really? of your life? free gourmet food made for me for the rest of my life you sticking with that heck yeah you're no see this is where we're gonna differ i hate cooking that's fair but free first class you could go anywhere in the world you could eat all the food of the world you can i i I don't have to fly first class no yeah yeah feed me every day so i don't have this is like free like economy feed me every day man i don't have to cook all right i'm down i'm yeah okay would you rather be an amazing painter or a brilliant mathematician A brilliant mathematician. Mm. Oh. This is where we're different yet again. <laughs> I mean, math is all right. But even if you're not a brilliant mathematician, as long as you know, like. Mm. I'm broke now <laughs> from being uh, kind of carefree and expressive and, mm. you know, artsy and seeing beauty and everything. Mm. I, I want to get paid. Hey, 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 throw them dollars. Last one. Would you rather face your fears or forget that you ever had them? Hmm. Face them. Why is that? Because that's what makes one courageous. But if you never knew that you had the fear and you weren't Hmm. afraid of it anymore, wouldn't you be courageous anyway? That would probably make me Kanisha. <laughs> it would. Remember the conversation? Remember the conversation not, we had? Just, I was not ready for that we answer. Just had yeah, that's true. About taking risks. Hey, that's yeah. real. Yeah, and that's probably why we differ. Because yeah. I'm like, what fear? 
ain't got no fears, but that's probably half my problem. I probably need some fears. I need to find some fears <laughs> and be afraid of them. Start myself out right. All right. Well, you did great on that. So we're going to head on over to our second topic. Shannon messages me and says she wants her second topic to be about letting go of what you imagined your life to be. Yes. So, okay. I'm going to let you run this down, but before you do. Okay. I need some clarity as far as is this something else that you want to attribute to turning 50 or is this something that to me like across the board people really need it for every age might need to really consider that yes this has nothing to do with me turning 50 mm-hmm. I first heard this statement um in a sermon mm-hmm. in a sermon given by Bishop T.D. Jakes okay and he said to let go of what you have imagined your life to be uh, which is giving room for God to do whatever he is. Because if you don't let go, you stay in that place of, I guess, of disappointment, mm. maybe fear. Uh, let, let me give you this example. Okay. Okay. So I'm 49. Never in a million years would I have imagined not being married yet. Mm-hmm. For you single men out there. Hey, uh, holla <laughs> at it, y'all. No swipe on this show. Come on now. Never would I have imagined uh, being without kids, children, having kids, mm-hmm. having a family to call my own. Um, at this age and stage of my life, I, 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 I just knew by this age and stage, I would have been pretty much set professionally, personally, uh, maybe about five or six years from retirement, mm-hmm. just to kind of lay back and live my life right, uh, with ease and comfort, uh, not having a concern about finances, none of that. You know, my kids are grown, working on grandkids, all of that. So none of that's happened for me. Okay, <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Let's speak that. The husband yet. No, I'm okay with the kid. Th- I'm I, not, I don't blame I'm, you. I'm not Janet here. I, I, no, that ain't my revelation. Okay. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> I let go of that when I started my, you know, hit them early 40s. I'm like, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. I had to make my peace with that. Shout out to everybody having babies in your 40s. Right Y'all now. killing yeah. it. Y'all yeah. killing it. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I don't want to hear nothing about this on Facebook, okay? Ooh. Don't say anything. Don't at me, okay? Right. Don't at me. There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about Shannon. Um, so, having, not having lived this, but I have, it's like I had to let go of those ideas. Right. Uh, because they were keeping me in a place of like confused, like what's going on? Something was wrong. Yeah. Right. What's wrong with me? Why hasn't it happened? Um, what do I need to do differently? You know, my twenties were, were really hard. Uh, I was in like six weddings. <laughs> mm. Oh gosh, that was everybody's hard. nightmare. Right. Right. <laughs> like when is it going to be my turn? Oh right. my God. Right. Um, and so like thirties were a little bit more laid back. Mm-hmm. But by the time I hit like early 40s, you start, I started asking those questions again. And now uh, when I'm going into 50, uh, it's just a, a recognition of Shannon. This is not what you imagine your life to be. So are you gonna sit and stew? Are you gonna go crazy? Or are you gonna live? Wow, yeah. Are you gonna make you have the to make most, a decision. Yeah. Are you gonna make the most of the life that you have? Are you gonna be intentional about being grateful for what's going right in your life? Um, and are you going to be brave enough to change your perspective on things? Right. Because this was my perspective. So I really don't, I really don't know what God has planned for me. Like I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm amazed. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm clueless. 
and, and I'm at 50's door. Uh, but I'm so excited because I've given up what I've imagined. The pretense of what your life yeah. was supposed to yeah. be, to yeah. be correct. Now, don't, now hear me. Uh, I, I was angry about that yeah. for years. Yeah. Uh, and it's not to say I don't have my, my, my moments even to this day. Mm-hmm. Of course I do. But I'm excited all at the same time. Um, I mean, you're going to Hawaii in December, so. Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm excited for you. Yes, I am. For that alone. Yeah, yeah. So I stopped. I just had to, I don't know. I, I see life as, uh, I see the glasses being full and running over. Not even being right. half full, like but that. full and running over. Because really, that's what it is when I'm really looking at it the way I'm supposed to. You know, I'm in my right mind most of the time yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a um, percentage there for me there's a percentage how many of my children are at home 38 percent right now that's fine i'm healthy uh you know i have all kind of luxuries and privileges in my life you know the things that we take for granted on a daily basis exactly um not just like with health life strength creature comforts but really being in america like you know, born in a country with all its flaws and its faults. I'm not a Trump fan, okay? So don't. <laughs> Thanks, don't for Thanks for that disclaimer. Thanks for that disclaimer. Appreciate it. <laughs> but really, it, it, it's true. Yeah. Uh, we are privileged in this country with a lot of freedoms not afforded to a lot of other countries. Um, so I'm, I'm even grateful for that. So it's just being very intentional, being very deliberate about the truth. And the truth is, it's the glass is full and overrunning. It's flowing over. All the time. Even All in the worst days, it's still flowing over. On my worst days, it's still flowing. I, I, I love this, and I love that it's so applicable in different ways. Because right. one thing that I found in uh, my line of work, being a birth photographer and a, and a newborn photographer, what I see is a lot of very young moms especially mm-hmm. um, that don't bury the self that dies when you become someone's mom mm-hmm. and they are what, what I told a friend is they are carrying corpses of their former selves wow. le- over their shoulders they've wow. got a baby in one hand and themselves draped over their shoulder right because they feel like they still need to be that person for certain people right that's no longer you wow like you've literally had a portion of who you are be born wow. to the outside of you and if you try to drag old you around right you are going to exhaust yourself right. putting on that skin right. to be her and it doesn't fit. Right. Or when you've got these kids who, you know, your parents have told you this is what you're going to be, this right. is what you're going to do, and then you get out in the world and you're angry and you hate it and it's terrible right. and you are so afraid right. to do anything different. And then all of a sudden, hopefully somebody comes alongside you instead of saying, well, you know, you just got to, you just got to muscle on. Hopefully somebody says, well, what is it that you think you can change in the world? Right. That is incredible to watch people make those types of changes. Or you get people who just need to understand that there's no right. This is where we get this anxiety and this depression. Okay. Now, disclaimer, medical intervention for things like anxiety and disclaimer are real right people need to go to therapy absolutely people need to take advantage of the system absolutely but a lot of a lot of situations of anxiety depression anger resentment come from dragging these people in these these dead parts of who we are that we didn't fulfill or think we did something wrong and dragging it around with us waiting to be able to fit that skin right if i still had all them size 10 pants (laughs) <laughs> and I was over here, look, I, I'd have 
I'd have one thigh covered every day. Y'all be like, Kamisha, your whole behind is just out. I'd be like, but you know, I, I, I wore a 10 at some point. So I should be able to fit right. that. We right. need to stop trying to fit in things we can't fit in. Right. Except like the first time I went to big girl store for real, like I walked past and they had big girl models, like the little mannequins. I was like, Hey, this is where I belong. <laughs> and I tell people all the time, I, I will tell people I am definitely overweight. It'd be like, oh, don't say that. Don't say that about yourself. Wait a minute. When I say, man, I'm tall. Nobody says anything. They'd be right. like, yeah, you are girl. You tall. I don't even know why you wear heels. You so tall. But let me mention the fact that I may be slightly bigger than I used to be. Girl, you look good. I didn't say I was ugly. I said I was fat. There's a difference. <laughs> right. But now that I'm okay with, now I'm not okay with not being healthy. Right. But I do know that because of situations in my life and, you know, having children right. and living a different type of lifestyle, right. now my, I could probably lay off a couple things, but I'm not because it makes me happy. But I know that there is a different size to me. Right. And the second that I said, you know what? I'm going to be okay with that. I'm just, right. I'm going to love who it is that I'm in. Absolutely. And people say, oh, love the skin you're in. Until you actually know how to do that. Right. Until somebody comes alongside you and says, hey, who you are. Right. I'm good with that. Right. I'm good. And even if I wasn't good with that, you need to be good with that. that that's an excellent point. That's huge. Because I, I really, I not only love me. Yeah. I like me. Hey, come on. I, I really do. Hey. <laughs> I like me. That's huge. And, and most important. I respect me. Okay. Uh, and so different choices and decisions that I make, they're always made from a couple of perspectives. Um, that's God's perspective. What is he going to think of me? Right. I, I might be lying on that one. Not always, but I'm, I'm, I'm striving for that. Get there. Um, but always, am, am I going to be able to face myself uh, when, when I look at myself in the mirror? Because I have to live with me. Yeah. And, uh, when I look at myself in the mirror, I want to respect who's looking back at me. And so whatever choice and decision I make, as long as I'm okay with it, I respect it. That's it. I, I'm good. Uh, no matter the cost. And sometimes it costs. And oh my God. I had a parent friend say something to me late last year when I was really struggling with some parenting things. Uh, he looked at me and said, so here's what you have to ask yourself. Um, what is your child's currency? And I said, what do you mean? He said, what's the thing that you know that it's going to be hard to transfer for them? Because for some kids, you know, it's electronics. For some kids, it's mm -hmm. socialization. What's their currency? He said, because I'm going to tell you something. If you say you don't know, you do know. And if you say you don't know, it's because you're not willing to pay it. Hmm. He says, now you might not know because that kid may be throwing you for a loop. But most of the time, we know what the currency is. We know right. what it'll cost. We're just not willing to pay it. Right. And that's when we want to play it off. That's when we want to put it to the side. Right. So I think to wrap it up with what you're saying, sometimes people know the currency that it'll cost for them to be happy with themselves, right. but it costs too much to let go of right. what they think will make them happy, what they think will make them whole, what they think will make them the person they want to be. But you put out so much more in the world when you are just good with you. Cause you're already amazing. I'll tell everybody that today. The kids just came home from the little, um, they go to a believe conferences for middle schoolers. Okay. And at the thing, they have a, first of all, they're really smart. So they have a parent welcome back meeting. Mm -mm. They out here getting these parents, honey. They out here preaching to them, worship. And he said, you know, we've been saying these four things to your student all, all, all weekend. But I'm here to tell you this. It wasn't for your student. You need to take these four things home. And he said, um, we've been teaching them what are called I am statements. Okay. 
And so you need to say these out loud. You need to write them down somewhere. You need to see them. And so he said, the first one is, uh, I am a masterpiece. Wow. What? Wow. You're not just, you know, art you can pick up. You're a master, something to be treasured. Right. Something that somebody put time and effort into. You're a masterpiece. One of a kind. One of a kind. One of a kind. Which is sometimes a good thing. But (laughs) (laughs) to hear someone say out loud to an adult, who doesn't feel like that, right. you are a masterpiece. Right. That immediately went out the window to so many people. Right. But to hear it, sometimes you need to hear that. You need to tell somebody, you're a master. Imagine the, the power it would have if you told someone, you are a masterpiece. That's real. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And then he said, he went on to say the other three, because people will ask, um, you are the church, okay. saying that the, the the building we go to is just a building. Okay. Be, be the church. Be, the, be what you believe, essentially. Absolutely. Whatever it is, be what you believe. Absolutely. Be your own church. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he talked about, you're a child of God. You have someone who loves you the same way. He says, sometimes we go back home with our Miller schoolers and we're kids and parents, mm-hmm. but in the eyes of the creator, we're all children. Right. We all, you, you and your child are the same. Right. And sometimes you need to realize <laughs> you need this just as much as That's they do. Beautiful. You need to be changed That's just beautiful. as much as they do. Okay. You need to accept things just as much as they do. Okay. Grow with your child. Okay. Not tell them they need to grow and you need to stay the same. That's good. That was good. Hey. That was good. And then lastly, he said, uh, I am a kingdom worker. Okay. Whatever kingdom you out here striving for is on you, but you need to be working <laughs> for it. Right. So you can't be the church and not be working for it. So I, I love that they're out here telling these kids, you know, hey, first of all, first before anything else, you're a masterpiece. Right. Be what you believe. Right. Go out here and realize that you're you're a child to somebody. Right. You're loved. Right. And then work it what you know. Work it. Hey. Work it. I'm for all of this. Yeah. And you're just out here saying the same thing. Yeah. Let go of the stuff that's holding you back. Mm -hmm. Let go of the things you think you're supposed to be and just be who you are and be great at it and go out here and give it to somebody else. There you have it. Look, you got it wrapped. Unapologetically, Shannon. That needs to be like, you need that on a shirt and the book cover. I got you. Okay. I need that. Yeah. I need you. You need to have a shirt every month, like a different shirt every month. I'm just going to have a shirt that says the year of 50. You can get the year of 50 in the front and then get a new saying on the back every month. (laughs) Unapologetically, Shannon, should have been January. So we're going to get that one made. So then just get every color, every color you want. Oh, Kanisha. Then you'll have 12 shirts. Think about that. Oh, my God. You'll have 12 shirts that you can just run through. See, hey, let the, let the, this is why I'm a painter instead of a mathematician. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. You know what? I, you're amazing. We're going to do the breakfast breakdown real quick. So a couple questions about you. Rapid fire. You just let me know what you think. Simple. Are you a cats or dogs person? Cat. That's scary. But you know what? Cats are amazing. When you really think about it. They are. They are. I had one for 20 years. You did. You did. Malcolm X Floyd. Yes. Malcolm X Floyd. I love you. I love you. Because you you are always you. I found him in the streets. And he's, you know what? He always had that street mentality. (laughs) He did. Brought it to the table. That's real. Cat was just hood. He was. Hey, sometimes you gotta be who you are. There you are. What's your favorite color? Uh, green. Why? Christmas green. It's just a beautiful, bright color. That makes sense. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Yeah. Um, you're never fully dressed without a underwear. Jesus, <laughs> hold on. Somebody's gonna be mad. They're gonna write the the the, the expressions of Shannon Floyd do not necessarily reflect. <laughs> How the pancake podcast feels. Um, hey, that's optional for some underwear? people. You know? I'm just saying, you gotta. 
I'm thinking accessories, like what's your favorite? And she's like, have on, have on your drawers. Yeah. Be yeah, prepared. Yeah. Make sure they're clean. I don't feel right. Yeah. Hey, no. live your dreams. That's your generation. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I thought you were a part of my generation. Oh, uh, well, no. Wait a minute. Hold on. A couple years. Uh, if you could play sports well, which one would you play? What would be your number one? Swimming. Ooh, nice. Yeah. What is your favorite vacation spot? Even if you haven't been. Crabola. Hawaii Five O. Hey, it's going to be your favorite. It's going to be my favorite. Okay, I'm fine with that. And where you are right now in your life, what is your best skill, actual tangible skill? If somebody asked you to do it, you know that you would do it well and it would be amazing. Encouraging people. You know what? Just Barnabas out in here. Just encouraging. I'm for it. Just Shannon. <laughs> You've always been encouraging to me. I, every single conversation we've had, you are, you will pump me up. You're a cheerleader for real, for real. I am. If you feeling, if you feeling a little down, Shannon, be like, girl, you good? Uh, you, uh, what, what are you talking about? That's what you. What, what you already doing it? I'm like what? You Emma? Are. I'm sitting. I'm sitting at the table. <laughs> yeah. Sitting at the table that you built. Right. Every time I sit at this table, I think about you. Real talk. I'm amazed. Don't get me on this table. I appreciate it. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you for coming. You are absolutely incredible. You are at this stage in your life and you are doing it fully. Even with, you know, because we've talked for years, right. even with the adversities, I love to see that you have said, you know what? Cool, they're adversities. Let's do it anyway. Yeah. Let's just be big. Yeah. Thank you so much for just impressing that on people. I think it's really going to encourage some people where they are and say, okay, cool. Maybe I need to meet up with Shannon next month. What are we doing? This is, uh, you're going to be out here. Run- well, I, you don't have to. It's, don't it's have on to. Facebook. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, hit me up at Shannon Renee on Facebook. There you go. Uh, I will be at Payne Street Pottery. Which is really fun. I'm, I've never done it before. And it's on it the, the 16th of this month awesome. uh, from 1.30 to 3.30. Yeah, you know, I might have to. Oh, the sixteen. Yeah, I might have to check and see. But <laughs> the pottery was really cool. I'd done it okay. for the first time, and I always, I like, I will watch those videos okay. of people doing pottery. Okay, it's kind of mesmerizing. Okay. No, I was not that good immediately. <laughs> <laughs> what? And I. So here's what I. This is. Listen, I am a master clay maker. I just need a few more classes. That's all it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, again, thank you so much for, you for all of me. your uh, phenomenal knowledge that you just dropped. Again, you can hit her up on Facebook at Shannon Renee. Uh, she is an absolutely amazing person. You can find out her list of how she's going to be living out this year of 50 and really doing it big. Um, so, for real, thank you all for tuning in and listening to everything about the Pancake Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at I'll Make You Pancakes Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Make You Pancake Podcast. Or you can hit me up on Gmail at makeyoupancakespodcast at gmail.com. So I look forward to hearing from you. Let me know what you think about living life to the fullest, about celebrating yourself. How are you going to use that uh, in your own way? How are you going to take what you heard and say, you know what? Maybe I haven't really applied myself to thinking about I am a celebration. I am a masterpiece. And masterpieces get celebrated. They take the Mona Lisa down, clean it up every year, make sure it gets put back up. So what are you going to do? to reflect on the fact that you are a masterpiece and you should be celebrated. Uh, And until then, ladies and gentlemen, I look forward to having you back next time. Take care. Have seconds. Make sure that you eat all the pancakes you can, especially if they're vegan. I made Shannon a couple extras, so she's going to take them home for us. wait. Hey, and when it comes to pancakes, when life gets you down, 
just pour a little cheer up on your pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy, y'all.